The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. So use promo code MARCH30 for 30% off an entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL, promo code MARCH30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best college hoops better in the country? Odds Crowd has challenged you to prove it with their free March Madness fantasy betting contest with over $8,000 in cash prizes. So download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket-style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500. To enter, just go to betterthan.vegas and don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. We're also brought to you by PixWise. Follow the PixWise capper contest at pixwise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner-takes-all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. Welcome, everyone, to a Monday morning edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Good to be back. We have uh, Munaf with us. Munaf, how you doing? This is your host, ZB, by the way. I didn't even say that. Getting too ahead of ourselves. We're excited. I know you were on vacation last week. How you doing, Munaf? I'm doing well, man. I dropped it on the Slack channel that I'm, I'm back from vacation to recharge the batteries here a little bit, took a break with the players, and uh, ready to roll for the second half of the season. Yeah, we missed the uh, the heaters of the player prop picks of the day in the Slack channel. Um, but it's good to have you back. Good to be back for this week. Um, big time NBA this week. And obviously with the NCAA tournament coming up, um, maybe some softer markets. I don't know if that's, if that's something, uh, we want to talk about, but we're going to start off tonight with, uh, picks for Monday night. That's March 15th. If you're listening after the fact, feel free to skip ahead. We're going to talk about some broader observations afterwards and then get into this slate for Tuesday, the 16th. We'll also be back tomorrow with an episode breaking down games for Wednesday the 17th. Um, so we ha- we'll have all that content for you, breaking down games for each of the first three nights of this week. And um, also have the Slack channel. You can sign up at sg.pn slash Slack. 
follow us on Twitter. Um, but let's get right into it here, Munaf. I know we always find a way to go long on all these games. So let's yeah. uh, <laughs> let's make sure we save some time. So the first game of the night, Sacramento Kings go to the Red Hot Charlotte Hornets, who are now rock climbing their way into the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Kings at the Hornets. Hornets minus three and a half in this game. Total is 239, very high total. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember, these two teams played that crazy game uh, in Sacramento with the late comeback by the Hornets. What are you seeing with this game, Munaf? Yeah, I think um, Charlotte, like we said, mentioned uh, coming back here from the All-Star break two in a row. I mean, they played two subpar opponents, Detroit and uh, Toronto. They went one and one in that spread uh, against the spread in those two games, and then both games went under. But um, I want to continue riding with the Charlotte team, right? And I, I know you've been high on them this season with with the amount of depth that they have, at, especially at that guard position. They got Devontae Graham back. And, um, you know, Sacramento on the flip side, yeah, they got the victory against Houston, but everybody's beating Houston right now. Um, and then they lost to Atlanta by 15 points. So um, I, I don't like Sacramento on the road here. Um, you know, Charlotte's playing well. They've climbed into the Eastern Conference standings here a little bit. Currently sitting, uh, I think they're what, fourth or fifth? They're, no, I think fifth or sixth, I believe. I they're in sixth. Uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, they're playing well, right? They got their guys healthy. So I, I like uh, Hornets at home with a short number here uh, tonight against uh, the Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah, all, all day. I'm, I'm right on board with that. I think the Hornets are a great spot here. Had the minus two, only laying two to that beat-up Raptors team. That was Saturday night. thought that was a very yeah. – uh, that, that. I mean, I think the Hornets are a good team, flat out. Um, so – and yeah. I, I, I've been I've been enjoying them all year. You know, I, I like the move they made. They are now bringing Devontae Graham off the bench – starting Lamella yeah. with Rogier, I think that mm-hmm. kind of allows more of their complementary skill sets to come together. You know, Devontae Graham now in that, just he can go be a gunner off the bench. He had 17 points in 17 minutes in that win against the Raptors. You also have Malik Monk. So like a very, very capable backcourt for this Hornets off on, on the second unit. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward only playing 26 minutes. This is kind of what we envision with this Hornets team. So um, and and they were up, you know, by much more. T- Toronto ended up winning that fourth quarter by 15 points to cut down yeah. the lead. So I think, yeah, Charlotte minus three and a half definitely locked territory for me tonight. Um, what do you? What about the total? Two thirty nine, pretty high. But uh, you know, we've been talking about how some of these still can still go over. Yeah, um, the I think this might be just turned into a barn burner shootout, right? The amount of guard depth that is on both sides right with we talked about charlotte and then on the flip side you have De'Aaron fox you have buddy healed uh these guys can get up and down the court um right now they are uh two teams that are in the top half of the league in uh pace per game number 12 is sacramento number 13 is charlotte so they're right neck and neck and um sacramento number two points inside the paint they give up uh, about 52.6, which is the worst in the league. So, you know, we might see a lot of penetration um, getting to the basket and getting easy hoops there. So that really helps with the over, right? And then Charlotte, number six in the league and three-point shooting percentage, number seven in make. So the numbers and the stats are backing this up where we might see a lot of points in this game. So um, I like Charlotte maybe also on the team total tonight. Uh, that is currently sitting at. Let me pull that up real quick. I don't know if you see it or not. Um, one twenty-one. 
Yeah, it's a little high, but I mean, we know that the Sacramento defense is it's not good. Yeah. So um, that might be another angle to look at, but definitely, I mean, it's a high total, but I do like that over here tonight also. Yeah, I, I agree. With that. I think that, you know, it's probably over a pass for me. We'll say, uh, you know, you look back at that Kings-Hawks box score, Clint mm-hmm. Capella, 10 of 12 from the field, all all on twos, obviously. Yeah. Four, and he took 10 free throw attempts, too, um, and also picked up 14 boards. So if you may be looking for some player prop action in this game, um, I think that, you know, maybe a P.J. Washington um, could be someone to have a big game inside, yeah. um, especially when, when Rashawn Holmes goes to the bench. This Kings defense can be very Swiss cheese. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think definitely – I really like Charlotte, and I will be betting that uh, three and a half right there. Let's go to the next game. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who are uh, resurgent coming off the All-Star break. I'm feeling very good about my pick to have them get the one seed in the East. Um, and the Milwaukee Bucks are laying eight and a half in Washington, who is a team that we also like to kind of wake up after the All-Star break. They are 0-3 yeah. since the break, though. Uh, total is 240 bucks again, laying eight and a half on the road. Munaf, where are you going with this game? Yeah, so these this is that um, the little mini series with these teams that are playing uh, two or the same team in either back to back nights or in two uh, two games in three nights. So yep. Milwaukee won the first game by six. The game flew over the total of 236. So, um, and I think Bradley Beal was out for that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Beal, Beal uh, was out. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook, you know, had 42, 12, and 10, but it was not enough. Yeah, and, you know, when you get that type of performance from your one of your best players on the team and you still don't win, it's a red flag, right? And I think the biggest concern for the Washington Wizards has been um, on the defensive side, again, here coming out of the All-Star break, they're giving up an average of 126 points per game. Uh, so that's not going to get you any victories, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I want to take the the Washington Wizards on the points here tonight at home. Um, kind of in these game situations, you know, we kind of see that you know one team is either winning one game and the other team's winning the other game. But I'm not sure that it's going to be enough for Washington to win the game outright. But I think they can keep it close with getting Bradley Beal back. And, you know, we know that Russell Westbrook is a walking bucket, walking triple-double. He's getting close to averaging a triple-double again this season. So um, give me the Washington Wizards plus the eight and a half. Um, that, you know, that's the side that I like. And I, I don't see a reason why this team or this game um, doesn't go over the total again. You know, the metrics are backing this team up. They're both top 10 in pace. Milwaukee, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league, um, and they're and like you mentioned, you know, they're going for that one seed, especially with Philadelphia now losing their best player, Joel Embiid. Um, this is going to be one of those games where you know Milwaukee just wants to kind of pile on the wins against the bad teams. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think I think that's probably a good spot to take the Wizards here plus eight and a half. I mean. You know, obviously 0-3 coming off the break, but, you know, they only lost that game by six. And this they were up by one going into the fourth quarter of that of that right. last Bucks wizards game. Get Beal back, you know, still an eight-and-a-half-point line. I think it's probably a good spot to take the Wizards here. A couple of players I wanted to shout out. Drew Holiday, you know, he mm-hmm. came back off the All-Star break prior to that, had COVID. Got up 18 shots last night or in the, in the first game of this matchup. Kind of interesting. I mm-hmm. think, you know, that's a pretty heavy usage for him in terms of uh, shooting. So, you know, don't know where his player probably can be set tonight. But I think he's a guy who could take on more of a scoring role as the year goes on for the Bucs. 
Um, and then for the Wizards, Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdia, obviously Beal was out, but both those guys playing 35-plus minutes, thought that was pretty interesting. Um, their two last lottery picks for the Wizards. So, you know, m- maybe some shift in the rotation, obviously at 14 and 23 now with the trade deadline coming up. You're going to see a lot of teams, you know, shifting in their in their identity, you know, here in the next couple of weeks. So definitely want to pay attention to that. I think the over does make sense. Both teams, you know, the Wizards got up 41 threes. The Bucks got up 45 threes. So definitely an analytically yeah. friendly profile, like you said, um, to go over. So, yeah, I would lean with the Wizards here, too. Um, anything else on this game that you got? Yeah, I think you might also want to take a look at Bucks team total. It might be around yep. 125 points. But, uh, you know, this Washington defense, like we mentioned in the first three games here, post All-Star break, they've given up 126 per game. So um, that I think that's another angle to look at in this game. And, you know, Milwaukee is just one of the best offensive efficient teams in the league this season again. Yep. Okay, so next game we're going to talk about is the Battle for New York. Uh, the first time that James Harden faces the New York Knicks as a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Knicks at Nets plus eight net. Knicks are uh, eight and a half point dog here on the road in Brooklyn. Not a far trip at all. Total is 223 and a half. Maybe seems a little bit low. Of course, the Knicks are, are good on defense. Um, yeah. Are we continuing with the trend of Knicks first half here in this game with, with them going to the Nets? You kind of have to, right? I mean, it's not much yeah. of a road game here. I mean, they're just going <laughs> to probably get on a train and get there in, in a short amount of time. So uh, travel is obviously not a concern. So, um, yeah, I mean, why would you not continue riding the first half for Knicks? Uh, 13 and 5 at home, 13, 6 and 1 on the uh, on the road, 8 and 2 over their last 10 games. So uh, I, that's one angle that we want to uh, take tonight. First half for uh, the Sorry, New York Knicks. Full game. I do also like the Knicks here. I mean, yeah. it just feels like it's a lot of points, right? And then, you know, you take a look at New York's team. You know, they have the guard depth that we talked about with Peyton and, and RJ Barrett. And I think this is might be one of those big games for Julius Randle because of the lack of inside uh, rim protection and depth that they have. I'm not sure if you know, they're going to have DeAndre Jordan or somebody else on them. I think if DeAndre Jordan's going to be on them, it's going to be a long night for him. So look for somebody else to probably match up on him. Um, player prop for Julius Randle. I saw points, rebounds, and assists sitting at um, 40 and a half here. Uh, and his points uh, are sitting at 24 and a half with, you know, juice to the over. So I think this might be a Julius Randle game here tonight. I do like the Knicks first half and full game on the points. Yeah, I love this Knicks plus eight and a half. That's a lot of points. And we've talked about the Nets being an unreliable favorite, how they can kind of be a little bit lazy and then, you know, end up winning the game, but, you know, win it by four or five instead of nine, which they have to here. I, Mm -hmm. and you look at the injury report for the Knicks here, Alfred Payton doubtful again with that hammy. That's not really getting better. So that's something to look out for with the Knicks. You know, Derek Rose also out for the health and safety protocols. And if you look at that Knicks Thunder game, I mean, that that worked out really well for the Knicks because it gives you a lot more Emmanuel quickly on the floor. And he is obviously a a super dynamic piece for this Knicks offense. His ability to shoot and penetrate opens things up. R.J. Barrett continues to play really well. So when you have Rose and Peyton out, it really does open the door for Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and quickly to be that lead trio. So any three of those guys on player props, I think, you know, this Nets defense is not, is nothing special. And, you know, those guys could all go off. So I think Julius Randle, definitely a matchup nightmare for this Nets team. Um, 
Blake Griffin's still not back for the Nets, so it'll be mostly DeAndre Jordan, I guess Jeff Green checking him. So Julius mm-hmm. Randle, great angle for tonight. I like the Knicks plus eight and a half here. Um, you know, they've been competitive all year, and they continue to bounce back, get that nice win at, at the Thunder after getting clapped by the Bucks, And now national TV battle for New York. I, I expect this will be a hotly contested effort, at least from the Knicks' perspective. The Nets might kind of scoff at them. Um, any thoughts on the total at 223 and a half? Yeah, it seems a little low, right? And I think uh, when I was looking um, this morning at some of these lines, and I kind of thought, hey, who's going to control? Whichever team controls the pace of this game, I think is where the total is going to end up. So Brooklyn is number eight in uh, possessions per game, and then New York dead last, or in the, at least in the bottom half of the league at number 30 uh, in pace per game. So, or sorry, possessions per game. So, um, you know, if is New York going to slow this down and and kind of you know make this a half court game, or is it going to be that Brooklyn gets out and runs and and has you know Kyrie Irving and James Harden leading the way here? So I think that's going to be something to 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 look at. And New York, you know, we talk about their defense. I mean, number one in three point possession. Oh, sorry, three point percentage. Uh, they're number three in points in the paint allowed. Uh, defensive efficiency they are uh, ranked number um, four in the league right now so I I think that the uh, defensive effort that the Knicks have been putting up all season you know who knows may give the Brooklyn Nets a a little trouble here tonight so I like the Knicks on the points here but you know like I said whichever team controls the pace here tonight that's I think that's the way the total is going to go so maybe a a in-game live um, a live, a live uh, bet on the total might be something to wait for if yeah. you're watching this game. I agree. I, I will say on this game, I, I like the Knicks plus eight and a half a lot. Like him in the first half, honestly, yeah. plus two ninety on the money line looks a little bit tasty. Let's take a oh, quick yeah. break here, and then we will come back with more games. Well, it's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new customers in the center of the action. So bet $4 on an underdog and win $256 if they win. It's really that simple. That's bet $4 on an underdog in select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is open, guys. Pick one of many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if college basketball isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, and so much more. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. That's code SGP to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, coming back here, we have the San Antonio Spurs going on the road to Detroit where the Spurs are laying two and a half total of 215 and a half. The Spurs obviously uh, cutting ties with LaMarcus Aldridge. He'll be out until he is moved or bought out, um, you know, but they still are in the playoff picture here. Pistons still kind of trucking along being that pesky dog. They've been all year. Um, Detroit coming in, lost three straight. Spurs got blown out in Philly last night. Where are you going with this game, Munaf? Uh, Spurs minus two and a half. Yeah, um, I think I were kind of waiting on the DeMar DeRozan. I don't know if he's playing tonight. I see that he's a game-time decision right now, and he was out the past, what, two games for personal reasons. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a short line for the Spurs. I'm not really understanding what i mean you have dejounte murray Derek white's been playing well you have uh johnson you have some of the young guys that are patty mills is still playing well so i kind of like the spurs here um taking the points on a short number here um you know they like you mentioned they are still in the playoff picture um in the western conference you know they had the blowout loss but you know We'll find out what how good of a team this is, you know, coming off of a big blowout loss against the Sixers uh, last night. So, um, you know, not much for this game. It's not the most exciting game here for the tonight slate. So <laughs> I'll take Spurs on, on the two and a half here tonight. But, you know, not not much I have for this game, at least. Yeah, I mean, th- this is probably the worst game in the slate. I think with the Pistons, they just continue to be like back-to-back covers with three straight losses. You know, they yeah. find a way to lose by five to the Nets in a game that they've never really were going to win. But, you know, they mm-hmm. continue to do their Jeremy Grant, 22 points again. Seems like we said that every single day, you know, maybe 22, 23 points. I, I, I think I would lean with the Spurs here as well. You know, you mm-hmm. look at what they've done since the All-Star break and, you know, they, they they lose to the Mavs in a game that was competitive. They blow out the Magic, and then they get blown out by the Sixers without DeMar DeRozan. So not much to take away. I think they're still kind of that same team that we've known them to be all year, just the, the slightest bit above average. So I would lean that direction, minus two and a half here. Although, you know, the Pistons, this seems like they, they you know, could continue to, to come up in these spots. But um, I, I will lean with the Spurs here, minus two and a half. Any thoughts on the total of 215 and a half, or do you want to get to some of the better games tonight? Yeah, not much there. I'd probably just move on to the next couple of games here. All right, perfect. So let's go to uh, Denver, where Denver is laying four and a half points to Indiana. This should be a great game here tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Total at 224. Nuggets starting to get a little bit healthier. No Monte Morris now tonight with a quad strain, but the rest of the injury report is clean for them. Uh, in Indiana, Karis LeVert is back, which is great to see. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, a relatively clean India, uh, injury report. Uh, four and a half feels a little bit short. I kind of like Denver here. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm going to go the other way here. Okay. Um, I think, you know, this uh, Pacers team now, they kind of have all their guys healthy again, right? Uh, they got Karis LeVert back, which is a big boost on the offensive side for them. And Malcolm Brogdon over this past couple of games has been playing really well 
for the Indiana Pacers. They got the big win against the um, the Suns on yep. Saturday night, I believe. So, uh, and they they had they had a competitive game with the Lakers, but they only lost <laughs> by five points there. So, um, I'm gonna take the Pacers here at at if you see it at around plus five. I know it's at four and a half right now, but if you see it creep up to five, I think that's a good number for uh, the Pacers here tonight. Um, the only concern I do have is, are the Pacers' defense going to be able to contain Jokic, right? If if Sabonis is guarding him and that's going to pull him out because we've seen that Jokic likes to run the offense or have the ball in his hands, you know, kind of outside of the paint in that mid-range area where he's the most effective and um, Indiana is one of the best defenses against the center position. So, um, you know, uh, depending on who's matched up, matched up against Jokic, I think the other guy should be able to feast inside uh, as far as getting rebounds, whether that's a bonus or uh, miles Turner here tonight, but um, you know, Pacers right now sitting at number nine in the Eastern conference. So they need to start getting some wins here. And um, you know, I think Denver's still, I mean, they've rattled off five wins. They had the loss against Dallas the other night, but, you know, I, I think there's still have some inconsist some inconsistencies there with Denver. So um, I'm gonna stick with the hot hand here. I'm gonna take the Pacers plus the five, plus four and a half, plus five tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the Pacers, Karis LeVert, we we talked about this was kind of like the perfect piece to insert into that starting lineup. Really alleviate some of the concerns that they had with the way they were playing it. You know, Mal- you look at Karis LeVert comes back and immediately Malcolm Brogdon has a 25, 5, and 4 game on 8 of 16 shooting. So it allowed him to be much more efficient and kind of puts the pieces back together. Karis got up 14 shots, wasn't terribly efficient, but, you know, he could have the ball in his hands and do some stuff like that. And then that allowed, you know, Doug McDermott also played really well for them. So, yeah, I think this is a, probably a proper line. I, I, I do agree with a lot of what you said. You look at the Nuggets, you know, Jamal Murray really struggled since coming back from the all-star break, which is interesting. Can't really make a shot right now. Um, you know, he had a, three points in that game against Memphis, then 10 uh, against Dallas. Keep in mind, these two teams did play right before the all-star break in a game that Denver won in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Don't take too much from it. That was kind of the end of that Indiana spiral when they were just playing awfully and they seemed like they were just desperate to get to the all-star break. So, I think four and a half is about right here. Um, any thoughts on the total 224? Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw against one of the better defensive teams, Indiana the other night got up 122 points. I mean, it might be just a one game fluke here, or it's a very small sample size, but, um, you know, they got up 122 points. So it's just going to depend on if the backcourt of Karis Levert and Malcolm Brogdon is able to carry. Um, carry the offense here tonight so um you know i slightly into the over but i do like the pacers the most uh, get, uh with the points here tonight yeah i i i do see i i think the, the pacers plus four and a half the angle does make a lot of sense um let's go to the next game very very excited for this one the clippers minus one and a half and i'm checking the injury report because they tend to ruin uh big games by sitting Kawhi or pg yeah but the clippers minus one and a half in dallas total 228 here i am seeing a clean injury report as of now for both teams other than tyrell terry and james johnson so this should be a good one tonight uh Munaf, which way are you going with this game yeah so i think um with the injury report, I don't we know with the game last night the Clippers had. I don't think Kawhi or Paul George played in the fourth quarter last night at all. So, yep. um, uh, I mean, they got their 
doors blown out by the Pelicans. And I think last night was a good spot for the Pelicans. Um, after a couple of rough losses, you know, Sandman Gundy calling the Pelicans out. But with the um, with the Clippers here, you know, I like the Clippers. This might be a revenge angle for the Clippers with Dallas. Um, did they beat them less in the playoffs last season in the bubble? The Clippers beat them 4-2, but remember Luka okay. had that huge – there yeah. was definitely bad blood between these two teams. I think yes. this, this going to be a fun game tonight. Yeah, so I think this is this is one of the games that Clippers kind of want to get up for in a short number. Um, Kawhi Leonard, 29 minutes last night. Paul George, 23 minutes. So, you know, not really a concern there. So I like the Clippers here tonight against Dallas on a short number. Yeah, I think this is this is this is a good spot for the Clippers. I mean, Dallas has been playing better <laughs> two and one since the break, and they obviously sat their guys in that one loss to the Thunder. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're continuing their climb. You know, I, I think with this matchup, like you said, the Clippers have that kind of big size and physicality on the wing that can be tough for the Mavericks to deal with. And then yeah. a ton of guys you can throw at Luca. And I do agree. There's going to be some bad blood in this game here. So I, I, I like the Clippers here minus one and a half. Ty Lu also was calling out this Clippers team last night for their effort. Obviously, when you know, I think with this Clippers team, again, they're so just susceptible to playing this type of hero ball that can get really bogged down, really inefficient. Last night, I mean, you look at this box score. The Pelicans had 38 assists last night. Yeah, Clippers Clippers had 23. I mean, that you just see that style uh, manifesting, and and you know, I, I I think you come here into Dallas um, with some of that playoff type energy coming in here. So I think. You know, this can be a very fun game to watch. I will lean with the Clippers as well. Um, 228 the total. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I kind of like the Clippers team total here tonight. Um, I think this would be a good bounce back spot for the Clippers offensively. And just going back to the uh, to the spread here, after a loss, the Clippers this season are 9-5 and five against the spread. And then in back-to-back situations, um the Clippers are six and oh this season. So wow. I think two trends that are kind of pointing. Yeah. So two trends that are kind of pointing for the Clippers here tonight. Uh let me kind of quickly look at what the total um trends to when they are on a back to back. Yeah, three and three, not much there. Um as an away team, Clippers are 13 and eight uh against uh, sorry to the over in away game. So um some of the metrics are pointing to Clippers and the over here tonight. Um, currently sitting at 228 in my book. I kind of like that 114 and a half uh, for the Clippers team total over here tonight. Seems kind of short to me. Yeah, I agree. I I, I really like that uh, that that back to back trend or the awful loss trend that you threw out. I think with the Clippers, I like the Clippers in this game. I, I like some of these games. I like the Clippers, Knicks, Hornets, and uh, we'll get to the next game here, which is the Memphis Grizzlies. In Phoenix, Memphis obviously struggling a little bit here coming out of the break. Memphis at Phoenix. Phoenix minus seven. Total is 227. Suns off a loss, which has been rare for them recently. Um, I I like the Suns a lot in this spot here. Uh, Memphis continuing a road trip. How about you, Munaf? Yeah, I mean, this is uh, going to have to be a bounce-back spot for the Phoenix Suns after their loss to the Pacers on uh, the other night. So, um, you know... A couple of easy games coming up for the Phoenix Suns here. So I think this is one of the games that they want to kind of get tonight. 
And really, I mean, they're number one uh, in the division right now against the Lakers and the Clippers that are in their division and fighting for that one seed. You know, Utah has been struggling here a little bit, but they play Memphis tonight, and then they have two games against the Minnesota Timberwolves that they should win. So they could get a a good three-game winning streak going here. But going back to tonight's game, I I think, um, yeah, I I like this bounce-back spot for the uh Suns here tonight you know kind of get their uh head back in the game here post all-star break um i know you dropped uh a a play in the slack channel this morning saying to take the suns in the first quarter um i like that angle also and then after a loss phoenix suns are eight and three covering at 72 percent um after a loss so Give me the Phoenix Suns here tonight. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, these guys should come out and play well tonight against a, um, a struggling Memphis Grizzlies team. Yeah, I, that that Suns first quarter that was a trend that we threw out on our on our All Star Break recap show. I think that's yeah. a, a, a that's a smash for me tonight. You know, coming off that, like you said, easy game, need a win, keep up in the Western Conference standings, come out with this starting five that's been amazing playing together, and and, and make a smash. So. I, I do like the uh, the Suns here in the first quarter. Suns overall. Um, I, I am not even looking at the slate anymore because I'm looking at my receipt for just having placed that Suns first quarter ticket, <laughs> um, which, which is always fun. Any thoughts on the total of 227? Yeah, I think that's a little high, I think, uh, especially with the way Phoenix plays defense, like we mentioned with New York. Um, you know, Phoenix, one of the better defensive teams in the league here. Uh, they are number seven in defensive efficiency. We took at some of their metrics here. Um, you know, they are top 10 in uh, uh, defense inside the paint, number seven, number 20. Um, oh, they do struggle from the three, sorry, number four uh, against three-point percentage allowed. So they do a great job defending the three-point line. They're number two and makes allowed uh, behind the arc. So a lot of defensive metrics for the Phoenix Suns here ten, uh, tonight. And I think that should continue here against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Like we mentioned, we're a little bit of a struggling shooting team, right? And um, like I said, Chris Paul, Devin Booker should have a great game tonight. Um, yeah, I think that the Phoenix Suns kind of need some of these other guys to step up and help. Uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, right? Whether that's Mikhail Bridges or somebody coming off the bench. And I do see that Cam Johnson is out tonight for this game. Yep. Let's take one more break here to hear from some of our sponsors. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? BetQL's algorithms scan thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets. Easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. And your brackets may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL also. And bet smarter, not harder. Use code MARCH30 for 30% off BetQL for a whole year. That's betql.com, promo code March30 to get 30% off BetQL for a whole year. I know they just added NBA player props, so we will be using that a lot. Again, betql.com, promo code March30. All right, coming back with the last game on the Monday night slate. Lakers 
go to Golden State, who come up with a really impressive win against the Utah Jazz. Lakers minus two and a half in Golden State. Total is 224. Um, very, very interesting spot here with the Lakers still without AD, starting to get a little bit more concerning day by day as he yeah. uh, no updates from, from Lakerland. Where are you going with this game, Munaf? You know, on the, on the short number with the Lakers, I think, um, man, this is a tough game, honestly. I mean, uh, the impressive win that the Warriors had last yesterday against the Utah Jazz was really eye-surprising when I kind of checked the box score and, and looked at the scores from yesterday. But, man, my gut's telling me to take the Lakers here tonight. My numbers are aligning with that also. I have the Lakers winning this game by four points, so a little value there. So. Um, this is a tough one. I want to get your thoughts first, and then I kind of go off of that. You know, I thought I looked at this, looked at this game. And it was a little tough. So, what are you thinking about this game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think what, what's what's been a little frustrating with the Lakers is, is without AD, it's not like LeBron has stepped up and launched this like Herculean campaign that I think some people thought that he would. To I mean, yeah, you look at his numbers here. Last ten games, averaging twenty six, seven and seven. Obviously, nothing to scoff at, but it's not. He's not like putting this team on his back or anything, right? I mean, you look at that game with the Pacers. I think that was Saturday night. He played okay. Uh, didn't didn't hit on the player props that we that we liked for him. So that was a little frustrating. Yeah, I think with with this Golden State team, again, they're another team that similar to the Nuggets, like you mentioned, they are very inconsistent. Their highs can be high and their lows can be low. You know, get blown out by the Clippers viral video of Steph getting frustrated with his teammates and they come back with a great performance against the Jazz. But I do want to point out, you know, 52% from three in that game against the Jazz, um, which which is one of those things you always want to take a look at. So I would also probably lean with the Lakers here. Um, you know, I feel like with, with, the, with the Warriors, I mean, you got – 16 points from James Wiseman off the bench. So it was good to see that. And then Jordan Poole also. So they look like the new kind of featured pieces on that second unit. But with, you know, Steph playing 36 minutes, Draymond playing 36 minutes, he was obviously amazing against Rudy Gobert. I will lean with the Lakers here um, going into Golden State. I mean, they just got clapped by the Clippers in this exact same spot here. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they obviously Lakers-Warriors is always a fun, heated matchup. So, um lean with the two and a half but yeah i agree this is a very tough game here i mean two teams that you don't really know what you're going to get because lebron could always win a game on his own and the warriors could be you know bad or good on any, any night so yeah i just want to mention that these two teams <clears throat> sorry they did play um back on february 28th and lakers won that game by 26 points and yep. uh lebron had you know 19 points in that game not LeBron-like numbers, but I think that was a total team effort where they had, you know, five guys in double digits and two guys that scored nine points for them. So um, let's see if anybody, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of game time decision. Obviously, you know, we know LeBron is going to play tonight. But I got one guy that I did want to kind of shine out for the Lakers is, is Kyle Kuzma. And, you know, we nobody's been really talking much about him, but I think it's time for Kyle Kuzma to kind of take, you know, take not really take over but kind of step up for this team right and we and, and i think he did that against um you know their first game back against the pacers i think he had a great fourth quarter there in the last two games you know 24 points 13 rebounds the one game before the all-star break i know lebron didn't play in that game but 25 points 13 rebounds uh i think that if you can find a rebounding prop for kyle kuzma tonight i think that's something to look at because he's had double digit rebounds 
in four straight games. And over the last 10 games, he's averaging 9.2 rebounds. So um, I think that's one of the player props that I want to kind of look at tonight for this game. But um, I'll take the Lakers also minus the two points here tonight. Um, you know, they're in that top of, top of the Western Conference where, you know, they're battling for seeding with the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. So, um, um, you know, Lakers minus two now just moved to two and a half. So I think the money's coming in on the Lakers here a little bit tonight. Someone must be listening to our call, Munaf, uh, just, you know, taking yeah, these angles. Spies. But, you know, it, it, it's always funny. We say we're going to do quick picks for Monday night, end up going for 35 minutes. Let us move into um, just any observations that you had from these, these first set of games following the All-Star break. We can see what we come up with here, and then we're going to look at some matchups for Tuesday as well. Um, I want to start off here and just shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, yeah. They're they're, they're – they're, <laughs> And did you have them on your list as well? That was the first thing that I had written down. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I, I have to yeah, admit there's some there's some self-padding on the back here because I had picked them as one of the teams I like to break out in the second half of the season, yeah. and they made that coaching change from uh, Lloyd Pierce to Nate McMillan. They have not lost since. So, you know, yeah. I don't know how much you want to credit to the coaching change or not, but obviously 3-0 and coming off the All-Star break. Um, in, in the top five and in, in net rating in that span, obviously tiny sample size, but yeah. you know, getting Gallo back just seems like it's been such a boon for this team. He's played really well last couple of games here. You have Bogdanovich now in that featured scoring role off the bench. He can come in and be efficient. And, you know, Trey Young, it's not like he's even putting up crazy numbers. This team just kind of coming together. They can do it without with Capella, without Capella. So what are you seeing from the Hawks here? And uh, how real do you think this little burst is from them? Yeah, we and we had talked about this on that uh, on the little halftime report card that we did for the first half of the season, and previewing the second half of the season. That so this was one of the teams that we had discussed to kind of look out for coming out of this uh, All Star break. So, and I think the biggest thing was two things for this team. Right, number one was the coaching change that they brought or they um, elevated uh, Nate McMillan to the head coaching position, and then getting guys healthy. Right, they're two big off-season acquisitions of two sharp shooters that wanted to get with Gallo and um, uh, Bobby there. So, um, you know, I think health, getting these guys healthy has been big for them. And if you kind of take a look at their roster overall, there's just so much depth on this team. You know, you start with Trey Young and Clint Capella, and then you go with your two sharp shooters. You have uh, Rajon Rondo, that's a, a veteran uh, leader for uh, that bench and for Trey Young to – get mentored by and then you have Clint Capella and like we mentioned and then John Collins so this is a team that I think is going to continue to play better here in the second half of the season I think they take on the Rockets tomorrow night so that's going to be another W for them um, and then they have OKC and then and then they have two games against the LA teams and then the schedule kind of eases up for them so this is a team that you kind of want to look out for here in the Eastern Conference um, kind of fighting for that uh, playoff positioning right now. They're sitting at that eight seed. So uh, this is a, def- a team that you definitely want to look out for, bet on in the right situations. And, and you know, they can make some noise here in, in, in the Eastern Conference. You know, there's not much separation between the number five seed and the number uh, eight seed here. They're only separated by one and a half games. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to point to next. I, mean, I think this Atlanta team looks like a playoff team to me. They're obviously in the eight eight hole right now. I mean, it's I, it, I guess Charlotte, Atlanta. I mean, 
The Knicks are interesting. I, I, I continue to expect them to fall. They're now down to the seven seed, but only one and one yeah. coming out of the all-star break. And they haven't done anything wrong. They lost to the Bucks. They were 11-point dogs. But Indiana, mm-hmm. may, maybe emerging. Chicago, Toronto. I mean, very interesting aspect of the East playoff picture. I expect the Hawks will make it in. But I do want to also say, I mean, and I think the Bucks. You know the, the Bucks obviously two and zero coming out of the break. They look they look like they're ready to ascend. And then the Heat also three and zero coming out of the out of the break. That's exactly what the doctor ordered for the Heat. You know haven't been wildly impressive in those wins. Obviously, um, cl- a couple close ones against the Magic, and you know no, nothing's really like going that smoothly. But just you know winning is winning. Obviously, uh, Bam's been out a little bit. Um, so I think I think you are seeing the emergence of a clear top four in the East. I think a top three maybe with with Sixers, Nets, and Bucks, and then the Heat would be kind of like the three A or, or the four. I think I would slide Boston down. I think you know I, I I think you look at this top four to me that is a class of its own. Um, I'm also not that high on this Boston team, but what are, what are you seeing in the top of the East and with the Bucks and the Heat playing well so far? Yeah, I think that you know we mentioned with Miami that they haven't really played the best teams here coming out of the all-star break you know they had yeah. orlando twice and that chicago i believe so um i want to see how this team does with they have to kind of play a team uh that's you know one of the better teams here in the second half of the season and i think getting bam back is going to be big for them also obviously um one of their best players but you know i had also written down boston they had the tough loss against the nets uh their first game back um Post All Star break, you know Kyrie Irving went off against his former team, scoring yep. forty points there. So, um, and I, th- sorry, that was a game that, um, <clears throat> sorry, Marcus Smart returned. And he played well. He had nineteen points on uh, six shots, eight of nine from the free throw line. So, I, I think for Boston, yeah, we're gonna get a telling sign in the next couple games on if this team is for real or not. Right. I mean, they're finally healthy. Got Marcus Smart back. Um, are they going to pick up a guy here at the trade deadline or in the buyout market? You know, I've seen some rumors where, you know, if if LaMarcus Aldridge gets bought out, you know, that's it might be a destination from him to go there to kind of, you know, uh, bulk up that front court because the backcourt obviously is not an issue when you have four guys there, but the front court has been the issue for them. So, um, for for Boston here, you know, they blew out the Rockets last night. You know, n- not much to say about that. But they have Utah tomorrow night. And then they have four games against uh, teams that they can beat. Cleveland, Sacramento, Orlando, Memphis. Um, so if they're able to get, you know, four out of five there or or even go 5-0, and oh, you know, they might be able to make some noise here in the Eastern Conference uh, standings here, probably propel themselves into the top four um in the eastern conference so you know that's another team to keep an eye on here agreed let's take one more quick break here are you the best college hoop better in the country odds crowd is challenging you to prove it with their free march madness fantasy betting contest there's eight thousand dollars in cash prizes up for grabs and less than a hundred players have joined to date guys i like our odds here's how it works You place risk-free fantasy bets throughout the tournament against real odds and lines. Profitable players rise up the leaderboard. And if you're in the top three at the end, you'll win a share of the 8,000. It starts right before the first four tips off, and it's graded based on units in profits. 
the most units at the end will win the cash. Players can play as many or as, or as few picks as they like. Money line spreads and totals are available. And Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests. It's a social app built just for sports bettors like us. Free to download, live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and much more. And download the app for free or go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction at pickswise.com. On every game, every day, in every sport, all for free. That's PicksWise.com. PicksWise presents the Capper Contest to follow with the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadu, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner-takes-all prize. Follow the action with their free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting PicksWise.com slash March Madness. That's PicksWise.com slash March dash Madness. Yeah, and so coming back, I mean, we zoom out in the Eastern Conference here. I think it's interesting. I just, you pull up the standings. You have the Hawks, the Hornets, the Heat, the Bucks, the Nets, and the Sixers all on at least three-game winning streaks. So, you know, things are going well for those teams in the East. Anything else that you wanted to uh, touch on from stuff that you've seen since the All-Star break? Yeah, I think we already had talked about Washington. You know, I mean, that was one of the teams that I said when we did the uh, – the second half preview pod that it was a team to look out for, but they had a very tough schedule coming out of the uh, all-star break. Right. So they played um, they, I think that Memphis game was, you know, I think a game that they could have won, but then they have Philly, Milwaukee, they have Milwaukee again tonight, and then they take on Sacramento and then they have Utah and then port, uh, sorry, uh, Brooklyn. So um I think these next couple of games will be a telling sign for the Washington Wizards. And the last team I kind of wanted to get to, we already talked about tonight or uh, this morning was uh, the Indiana Pacers, right? Getting Karis LeVert back here in their backcourt, you know, Malcolm Brogdon has been playing well. So this might be a team that we kind of want to look out for also uh, here in the second half of the season, currently sitting as a nine seed. But like we mentioned, you know, that four to nine to 10, all the way down to about the 12 seed is wide open right now. So I think there's might be one, none of the one of those teams that that could kind of sneak into the playoff picture here and make some noise in the second half of the season. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, this, this is the, the that exact time of the year where you kind of every team that's in that like slightly below average tier, you got to either start winning games ASAP or your front office is going to want to start selling off pieces to look to the future. So you know, I look at, you know, the Wizards at definitely 0-3. The Rockets, we know a fire sale is coming in Houston for anything yeah. of value. P.J. Tucker. Um, and then the Raptors, 0-3 coming out of the break. You know, I think not to make excuses, but one of the teams that's been, like, very negatively affected by COVID in terms of they've had enough guys to play games, but they haven't had any of their best players. They had, you know, no Pascal, no no Fred Van Vliet. Um and 0-3 in their last three here um, just cannot get anything going on the offensive end of the floor. So I expect that will lead to a Kyle Lowry trade if, yeah. if he's amenable to it because, you know, they're pretty much 
17 and 22, no real championship aspirations. He's on an expiring deal. So I think you could see some trading, uh, you know, some selling off in Toronto, um, you know, other teams, Chicago, um, you know, I, I think there are some interesting teams here who could be, could turn from buyers to sellers or vice versa. A couple other things I wanted to shout out the Utah jazz, you know, in a little bit of a mini slump here, five and five in their last 10. Um, yeah. So just want to keep an eye on that. I know they, they really did peak early, not saying that, that they're, you know, coming off that necessarily, but want to keep an eye on what's going on in Utah. Haven't really been the same team um, in, a, in, in a few weeks, obviously with the all-star break too. So don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. And then other thing, just wanted to, you know, in terms of the race for the number one overall pick, Orlando and Houston are right on the heels yeah. of, of the Timberwolves and the Pistons. Um, yeah. Houston obviously losing 16 straight still does not I mean they were 11 10 at one point kind of crazy that that was gotten to this point um and, and same thing with the magic they've obviously lost eight straight so if you're into the tanking aspect you know those are some interesting things to follow i don't know if there's any betting odds on that you want to jump in no just a quick thing on the rockets is that if they land outside of that top four see that or the top four pick that pick is going to go over to the thunder yeah so if they end up as the fifth pick, that that pick is going over to the Thunder. So I think the Rockets need to start selling off some of these pieces, right? <clears throat> uh, we saw PJ Tucker was a healthy scratch. They're trying to get him out. You know, he wants to get out and go to a contender. You know, they said that Christian Wood is starting to practice again, but I'm like, you know, as as fans here at least in Houston, it's like, what's the point right now? Like, get a get a top four pick you know, build for the next season, build for the future and kind of get some of these pieces out. Victor Oladipo, get him out. PJ Tucker, get him out of here. Eric Gordon's gone for four to six weeks. Um, and if there's a team that's willing to take on John Wall and his contract, you know, ship him out and get some more assets. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on as, as far as lottery picks with, you know, like you said, with Orlando, Houston, Minnesota and Detroit. Yep. Um, let's get into uh, Tuesday's games. Obviously, going a bit long here. We don't need to get into all of them, but there are some definitely some big time matchups on, on Tuesday night. So let, let's break down a few that catch your eye. I'll throw out the first one. Obviously, got to talk about this one: Jazz at Celtics, TNT primetime game right here. Um, so you know the Jazz, like we said, coming in not necessarily hobbling, but maybe trending in that direction. They got clapped by the Warriors and the Celtics too. Definitely, this will be a big time win for them. So. What are you seeing in this in this matchup here with uh, Jazz Celtics tomorrow night, TNT? Yeah, I think this is a big game for the Boston Celtics, right? Like we had mentioned earlier right now, we we're talking about Boston to look out for. But, um, you know, Boston healthy now. I think the Boston Celtics have the guys defensively that can match up with the Utah Jazz and kind of give them some trouble, right? So if you're putting Marcus Smart on Donovan Mitchell, and then you're putting, you know, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown on, on Conley or their, their second best playmaker is going to be hard for the Utah Jazz to score points, as shocking as that is to say, because there is enough guys on the Boston side to kind of give them trouble, right? And I think this is a game that Boston wants to get up for. And it's on national TV. It's at home. So this is a game that I think I, I kind of like Boston in the spot here tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I kind of like Boston in the spot, too. It feels like with the Jazz, you know, 
maybe things might get a little bit worse for to start getting better. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Rudy Gobert obviously had a 24 and 28 game against the Warriors, but you know, it wasn't enough. Donovan Mitchell is a guy who's been struggling a little bit and this jazz offense. I mean, they're down to very pedestrian levels. Um, you know, coming off the all-star break, they're 15th in offense since the all-star break, obviously only two games, but this team, we, we knew them as kind of somewhat of a juggernaut. And then you come into Boston, a lot of versatile defenders, like you said, and I think Boston is a team that, you know, in a, I'm, I'm assuming what jazz favored by two or three in this game. Yeah, I don't think it would be much big of a line right now. I mean, yeah. uh, because we were going to discuss the numbers, I kind of have uh, my numbers at least have this as a pick So I think it'll come okay. out as, yeah, you're right, Utah, maybe one and a half, two, two points max maybe here. So uh, regardless, I, that's, I think that a small dog money line play on, on Boston tomorrow uh, will be a, a, a good play. Yeah, definitely. Let's take one final break here. We'll come back with some other matches for Tuesday. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag Dedgens only care about, and that's sports betting. Better Than Vegas is running a free bracket style capper contest with a chance to win $5,500. To enter, just go to betterthan.vegas and don't forget to let them know that SGP sent you. And don't forget to also go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. And since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. And it's legal in more than 40 states. So go on there, post the plays that you like, and have someone in the marketplace at Better Edge take the other side. They also have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. So sign up today at betteredge.com and use promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, promo code SGP. All right, Moonav, any uh, other games that catch your eye on the Tuesday night slate? Uh, yeah, I think the other game that kind of is uh, catching my eyes is at least the Pelicans visiting the Portland Trailblazers uh, tomorrow night. So that, that's, I think that's the second game on TNT tomorrow night. So, um, you know, New Orleans last night, a huge victory against the um, L.A. Clippers when Stan Van Gundy called them out when they lost to Minnesota. So they, I think since that point, they've rattled off, what, two in a row here? They beat Cleveland, and then they beat uh, the Clippers last night. So yep. we had mentioned that this was, in, I mean, big uh, blowout wins, right? They beat um, Cleveland by 34. They beat the Cl- uh, Clippers by 20 last night. And then they have the two-game set right now going up against Portland. So they're, they're – um, Schedule is getting a little tough here. So two against Portland, then they have Denver, and then they have the LA Lakers, and then Denver, and then Dallas, and then Boston. So we're going to find out a lot about this Pelicans team um, in these next six games. I, I like the way they're playing. Um, you know, it just kind of seems like that you need the coach to kind of call them out for these young group of guys to kind of play well. You know, Zion and BI are leading this team. They're playing well. Uh, Lonzo's been playing well. So uh, this is a team to kind of look out for in the second half. And then, I mean, Portland, uh, when did they get CJ McCollum back, right? We kind of discussed that on that uh, on the second half preview pod is that I think 
they should be getting them back soon here, maybe possibly even this week. So that might be something to look out for, but this is one of the other games that kind of caught my eye for tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with you. I think the Pelicans are a team that's coming in playing pretty well, obviously with those back-to-back wins. And the Blazers, again, just so tough to figure out. Uh, you know, lose to the Suns at home, could not handle Devin Booker, get one win against Timberwolves, then lose to the Timberwolves. They could not handle Ant Edwards either in, the, in that in that game. So, you know, I don't know who it is in the Pelicans, but I think someone's going to have a big night, obviously, um, yeah. against them. And I think with the Blazers, I mean, now the Nuggets have finally overtaken them in the standings. I think the Blazers are going to continue to kind of recede a little bit until they do get healthy. Um, and just want to, for the, for the, for the Pelicans, I mean, got to be said, just Zion Williamson, it, it's really crazy what the efficiency of what he's doing last 10 games shooting 62% from the field has not made a three pointer in those 10 games. I mean, it's just really like every single night, it's just like a, you know, 12 of 16 or 13, he's always really efficient, just a ho-hum 27 for him last night against the Clippers and, you know, only missed three shots. So, you know, I don't really know what to make of Zion going forward in terms of, can he be the best player on a championship team with kind of what some of his limitations, but then his upside is obviously just obscene in terms of getting to the bucket and finishing. It's just really crazy what he's doing on a night in night out basis. Yeah. And I was watching, I kind of caught this game when I got back in last night and there was a one play, I forgot who was guarding him on the Lakers. I think it was Batum and he just kind of bulldozed. Like he just gave him a shoulder, got him out of the way. And yeah. And he just went up for the layup. And I think that's some of the, the impressive things that we see from Zion outside, outside of his jumping ability. And like you mentioned, he's been playing well quietly this uh, season. So I'm not sure if he's a guy, like you mentioned, that he that can lead to a championship team. But I think him and B.I. together really complement each other well because B.I. is a guy that can knock down the jump, uh, a three-point shot and jump shots. And Zion's a guy that can create his own shot and get to the basket and, 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 and get out on the fast break. So I think those two guys play really well together. And I hope that these two guys can stay together because, um, you know, we're seeing great things from them this season so far. Yep. And I think, yeah, the rest of Tuesday's slate is, uh, you know, some, some weaker games, Nick Sixers should be good. Um, get the Hawks in there again, uh, Thunder playing. Um, so should be a good night. We will be back tomorrow morning to break down the whole Wednesday slate. Uh, again, we're going deep on all games this week. We were able to uh, obviously always can talk forever about these NBA games. Um, anything else you want to throw out moon off for the end of this episode? No, I just, I think we can discuss the, um, the Joel Embiid uh, injury tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. podcast. So I think we get to that tomorrow. I know we're running a little long here. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely make sure to bring that up. That was obviously looked really bad. Looks like early reports of that it's not going to be that bad. Maybe missed two to three weeks here. So, you know, prayers up for Joel. You can follow me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Also want to make sure, shout out our Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. Going to have big time uh, picks coming in all these weeks. Just saw that Indiana has parted ways with Archie Miller. Uh, if you're a college basketball fan, that's fascinating uh, firing right there coming in on Twitter. Munaf, where can the people fi- uh, find you? You can find me at SportsNerd824 on Twitter. DMs are always open. I'm always getting messages there. And I'm 
always willing to help out fellow DJs win some bets, beat their bookies, and then also a Slack channel, man. Get in there. We have a lot of sharp guys in there dropping picks every day and then discussing different games. So make sure to get in the Slack channel also. Yes, sir. And we will see everyone tomorrow. Let it ride. And uh, have a good one, everybody. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.